There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, a show dedicated to helping you actually live the life that you love. I'm your host, Amrit Sandhu, international speaker, global coach, and loving podcaster. As a gift for tuning into this podcast, I have something really special just for you. My premium short course, which can teach you how to meditate in just seven days. You can download it now at www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. That's www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. Learn how to meditate in just seven days. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this powerfully insightful conversation. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the latest episodes launching every Monday designed to help you live the life you love and keep you inspired to evolve. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. Today, we are here with Sarah Prout. Sarah, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I am so honored to be here. Oh, Sister Bear, it is an absolute <laughs> pleasure to have you here. For those tuning in to Sarah for the first time, she's got her own podcast. Feel free to check it out. She's authored a book. She is all about manifesting your best life. God damn it. <laughs> so let's tune in. I want to like, I, I have, I have so many little rabbit holes that we want to go down, but I just have to it's nice to have an Aussie on the show, as I was saying to you earlier, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's great to hear an Australian accent because I'm here in America, surrounded by American accents. And my children have like weird hybrid accents as well, which is a bit confusing sometimes. <laughs> they say tomatoes. <laughs> and bath, which is weird. <laughs> and graph or grass? It's graph. Haven't got there yet. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I'll, I'll curiously be watching this space. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what you manifest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I, we could start in so many different places and potentially the the place which I would love to go is, you know, you're on your journey of life and there's so much that is open to you to explore and achieve. Mm-hmm. And at some point in your life and was it a point was it you know i'd just love to learn more about this process you realized that manif- like helping other people manifest their dreams was your calling mhm sounds a bit slippery doesn't not like isn't it a little bit like like i'm manifesting my dream reality and my dream reality is leveraged on helping other people manifesting their dream realities. Like, do you, do you kind of get the slipperiness of 
Absolutely. And I, I feel like it comes out of a duty of care because mm. I struck a bargain with the universe to help me out in mm. my time of need. And it was really a form of paying it back to show people if I can do this, then anybody can, because I started with nothing. 11 years ago, I left a 10-year marriage. It was a situation of domestic violence. And it was, it was rough. There were some days when I left that I didn't even know how I was going to feed my kids. And I was living on welfare. I was living on less than probably around 10 Australian dollars a day. And I was desperate to find a way to get myself out of that situation. Mm. And it really started with connecting with the universe and then finding a path forward. And so my work in the world is really paying it forward to show other people how to rise above adversity and obstacles and see manifestation as the purpose of existence. Ah. It's a bit tricky there, isn't it? Like it's, <laughs> it's not like let's manifest a Ferrari or let's manifest whatever's on our vision board. It's about our feelings because it's our feelings that become things. Mm. So uh, interesting slippery slope again on the slippery dip. Um, <laughs> the, there's the manifesting life's purpose is kind of what I'm hearing. So <laughs> there's almost like, you know, when we hear about manifestation, we're usually tuning in at a point of, you know, my desires, <laughs> sorry mm -hmm. for being kind of, and maybe they're not gross, as gross as I'm making them out to be. Maybe your desires are pure and, you know, they're mm -hmm. a, a sacred gift on their own and maybe you can shed some light on that. Um, but are our desires our own or are our desires the universe's desires and are we manifesting for ourselves or are we manifesting for the universe? I think we're manifesting collectively without even knowing it, mm. not consciously. And I believe that we are manifesting by default most of the time because we're not aware of the power that we hold to guide our energetic conversation with the universe. So I believe that every moment is a manifestation. And so it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. It's a process of the ability to blink your eyelids is a manifestation. The ability to take your next breath is a manifestation. And so when we realize that if we bring intention to every moment, we have the power to guide that outcome, then that becomes an even more slippery slope of well, mm. what can I do with this power now that I, I realize and I have the awareness of what I can do with it. Mm. I'd love to unpack the potential possibilities of that, mm. but at Unlike Amrit's normal nature of just ridiculous optimism, <laughs> um, <laughs> I would like to sort of tap into, you know, one of the quotes that actually gets me out of a lot of trouble um, is this idea that worrying is actually manifesting like bad shit to happen. Mm -hmm. When I'm worrying, I'm actually calling in, bad, it's like a prayer for bad shit because it's like, oh, I'm worried if like, you know, Oh, you know, if my dog's going to be okay in that situation, I wonder if my dog's going to be okay in that situation. I wonder if my dog's going to be in that, and that stress and that anxiety. And then lo and behold, in that situation, it doesn't yeah. normally turn out great because kind of <laughs> I'm a bit, I'm a bit charged and my dog usually feeds off my energy a little bit and, you know, we're kind of, it doesn't end up well. So mm. I kind of want to go down the pessimistic route for just a quick sec. Sorry guys, sure. going away from where I normally am. Um, but yeah, you know, what are some of the, the, what are some of the starkly obvious places where you look at it, the situation in the world and you go, mm, like, you know, people are not manifesting consciously and that's led to some problems. Oh, that's such a great question. <laughs> and the reason for that is because I believe in life we have fear and we have love at any given moment. You can go on one of those choose your own adventure stories mm -hmm. to embrace either oh something wrong is going to happen with my dog or my child or whatever it is. But what if you paused with a moment of awareness when you caught yourself in that thought and you showed up with self-compassion and you remembered that you're a human being and it's not possible or even realistic to be happy, happy, joy, joy, unicorns all the time. It's mm -hmm. not. But there's something that I remind my students because there's a lot of people out there that believe that they jinx themselves if they have that bad thought or they entertain that negative conversation. But that energy can be transmuted into awareness that can be then leveraged to get you to a better place. Because if you think of instances in your own life and the many incredible people that you've interviewed, most people have risen above adversity to get to them to where they are today. And it's through experiencing those depths of despair or those moments of doubt, which can actually help facilitate the awareness of a greater expansion. 
Does that make sense? Or is it really difficult to unpack? No, all it's of great. Yeah, and I'd love to, I'd, I'd love to, yeah, the, I'd love to, no, I'd love to go there. And if you could probably like just step us through that again. So we're going through something challenging and then with the awareness mm-hmm. helps us transmute. Can you elaborate Absolutely. on that? Yeah. Oh, it, it's easier for me to tell a personal real life story. Yeah, so. awesome. Thank you. <laughs> That's better. It's, it's so easy to get really distracted by the, the like mind-based let's unpack mm. this, but how I've walked this path is by experience. Mm. So after I married my second husband, I wanted to have a baby with him. And I went through five consecutive miscarriages in a row. Now, as a manifesting teacher, teaching people back then, you can manifest anything you want. And I still teach that to a certain extent, but it's got a little bit more grit and guts behind it now. Mm. I felt broken. I felt uh, like the universe was testing me. I felt like there was something wrong with me. I felt like perhaps I had been too negative or um, I was hadn't processed the trauma from my previous relationship properly. And yet I really wanted to manifest this baby, this soul baby that I was calling into my experience. And then it hit me when I was in an emergency room showing all of the signs of miscarriage. What if I just addressed my soul baby and told that child's essence that I would be okay, whether it showed up or whether it didn't. I had gotten comfortable with that uncertainty. And that was a magical leverage point for the universe to connect with me and go, okay, Sarah, you've, it's, it's like passing the test in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Have you ever seen that movie? Like where <laughs> Willy Wonka comes in and he's like, did I pass the test? Yes, you get to keep the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. So I had the, the scan on the ultrasound yeah. and there was the baby's heartbeat despite showing all of the signs of loss. I feel emotional and I've told this story so many times, but after five losses and I've had six in total, that awareness that being comfortable with uncertainty and okay with whatever shows up because you're trusting in God, you're trusting in the universe that you're never given more than you can handle. If you get to that point, that neutralized point of being open to all possibilities, the universe will reward you. Does that answer the question? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> there's my opens up a lot more. Yeah, thank you. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a couple of real deep tangents in there, but the one that I'm really just want to sink my teeth into there. Thank you so much for sharing yourself so vulnerably, by the way. That is like wow. it really helps. And and as you know, being a speaker and a and a teacher, yeah, like your vulnerability helps shift so many things on the other side. So really just want to acknowledge you for that. Oh, thank you. Um 
sometimes as you articulated, like you kind of get backed into a corner so many times. And I can't even imagine that corner, man. Like, yeah, I'm still sort of processing what you shared, but being backed into a corner so many times Mm -hmm. that eventually you let go, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, almost to the point of maybe that was the grand design of it all. Sometimes it makes you wonder. Um, But tell us a little bit about the, like, I guess 101, do I need to let go in order to manifest? Is that, uh, is that a part of one of the, one of the steps of the process and why is it so hard to let go? Mm. It's the most important part of the process. And it's often the last part of the process as well. In that 11th hour, exhausting all the resources. And just as you're on the brink of giving up, you'll finally find that set of car keys you're looking for, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or that, and they're in your pocket all along. <laughs> my sunglasses, they were on my head all along, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I've been on yeah. my phone. Where's my Where's my phone? I can't oh, dude, find I've it. done that. I will tell you. Thank you so much for saying that. That actually healed something in me. I'm it's sorry. validating a lot of humans out there, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. Or when you can't think of that word, it's uh, called tip of the tongue phenomenon, <laughs> where you can't think of the name of that person or that show that you watched, and then all of a sudden you forget it, or you'll sit bolt up right in the middle of the night. You go. Her name was Nancy. You know, you just <laughs> can't remember it. But it's those moments where you surrender that you're given the gift of awareness. Mm. I've seen this happen time and time again. And we've seen from all of the scriptures in all of the world's religions mention surrender in various different forms, which is totally interesting. They're like clues to success of how we can deepen our understanding and connection to the divine within. And the gateway that that really opens up when you get good at it. But it's so hard when you're faced with obsessive thoughts of where's my stuff, where's my person, where's my this, where's my that, how do you let go? So most of the time it lies in distraction. One of the most favorite things that I tell my students is go and binge on a Netflix show. Go and do something that gets you out of your head and into the present moment. Whatever that is, no right, no wrong, no good or bad, just be get out of here and into here. Mm. So important to let go. I think this just became everybody's favorite podcast and inspired evolution. The prescription was watch Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) I can do that. I can do that. that. Sarah Brown gave me permission to go and watch Netflix. But hey, I like it because it's making you super accessible, right? This is like you're, it's yeah. Like you're bringing presence into the present era almost, you know, if that's what it takes to, for you to get out of your head into the moment then mm-hmm. use the tools that are available at your fingertips to do that. Awesome. Yes. I love that. So I got the importance of letting go. I also sneakily heard that there was the last step of a process. So is there a process to manifestation? Ooh, the process. Well, it's to get clear about what you want. <laughs> Set that intention, get very clear about the vision that you have that you're mm-hmm. working towards. Yep. Uh, And specifically how you want to feel, that is the most often overlooked element of the entire process. Mm -hmm. So when you're future pacing into that desire that you're wanting to call in, Mm -hmm. how do you want to feel? And then the Mm -hmm. second step is do everything that you can to feel like that before the manifestation comes into your reality. And that's the tricky part. Because if you see that big fat zero in your bank account, (laughs) it's sometimes very hard to feel joyful, but that was my key to pulling myself out of that misery that I was experiencing when I was on the welfare check from Centrelink. Mm. It was like, okay, how do I feel grateful? And I was grateful for even the smallest things. Mm. I was grateful that all I had that day might've been a tomato sauce or ketchup for my American friend's sandwich. (laughs) That was it. That was what I had. It fed me. I was grateful. And so you feel your way to success. And then the third thing is to detach from the outcome. So reframe letting go or surrender as simply being okay with what is. It's not being numb. It's not um, making how you're feeling less important, but it's focusing on the awareness that being open to all possibilities is the key to your manifestation. Mm. And if you track it back to things that have happened in your life, it's not that you've held on to them with fierce, a fierce knowing that this will manifest and this is the only thing. It's always mm. this or something better because that something better comes along. 
Yeah, it's good Thank stuff. You. I could talk about this all day. Did you need a microphone? Oh, you've got one. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so I'm hearing step one is like getting clarity and vision. Step two is about how do you want to feel and then feeling it and learning to consistently feel that. And therein mm-hmm. lies a really, really yummy rub. Um, and I want to talk about that bit next. Um, mm-hmm. And then the third piece is to detach and let go, as you said, the last piece of the process. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Yeah. cool. So we're sort of working a bit backwards, a bit chopped, so we keep up everybody. Pardon me. Welcome to to the Amrit Show. <laughs> it's like, it's a party in this head. Um, and thank you, Sarah, for putting up with me for the hour. Anytime. <laughs> so part two, how to feel. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. So um, this is a question I've always wanted someone to answer and uh you know, no pressure let's just see where it goes um part of me for asking this question almost is kind of the energy of it you're aware that your bank account has zero dollars in it mm-hmm. yeah now some part of you wants to feel super abundant yeah now we all mm-hmm. like between yourself and myself i'm aware how awesome of a hack gratitude is it's like okay there's just zero dollars there but look around and you'll find abundance in everything. So maybe mm-hmm. that, that is one of the access points. But the the rub that I'm trying to avoid to go down and I really just need to get there in this question is delusion, right? Mm. So <laughs> at what point are you like, at what point are you at $0 trying to feel abundant and you're convincing yourself that you're moving into the next thing and it feels drummed up and you're being delusional as opposed to you're authentically feeling it and it's and it's and it's happening and it's on its way like is there some part of is is some part of the delusion necessary for the manifestation process and is it a healthy delusion is my question ooh maybe i wouldn't phrase it as delusion <laughs> <laughs> too maybe. much baggage in that word damn it <laughs> no, no but it can be and that's a very slippery slope i would call it optimism hmm and the ability to be a visionary because visionaries believe in what is coming and they take some very big risks sometimes, maybe calculated risks, but they live in a space of risk and then see the reward. So what I would definitely recommend is to check in with yourself, get very self-aware and to not do things that jeopardize your health, your mental health or your environment because ultimately there is a place called rock bottom and even when you hit rock bottom it may not be rock bottom it could always be worse Mm. that's the attitude to have if you're being delusional it's grateful for what you have because it can always be better but it can always be way worse i've seen that happen time and time again with with my students or people in my life that are going through various things where they might be in a lot of debt for example but they're hopeful and optimistic that they will be able to clear the debt and then they don't what if we instead trusted the lessons that the divine is giving us for the expansion of our souls. What if we embraced it as part of the journey rather than rejecting it and thinking that we have more control over it than the universe or God or whatever name you use for divine intelligence has planned for us. So that, that's probably part of a much bigger conversation as well, where it's a co-creative process. It's who we are in the world in conjunction with the contracts that we probably signed prior to our birth coming in here to put our hands up to do the sacred work, and it is sacred work, that we're meant to do for the ultimate expansion of our consciousness. Because sometimes in those moments where you're at your lowest points, sometimes the best things can happen and the most amount of miracles can unfold as well. And I've seen this happen in my own life. Like when I told you about when I was in the hospital experiencing the signs of miscarriage, that was a miracle that happened um, other times in my life when, you know, I've needed some money or something like that. And I just find it, it would miraculously appear out of nowhere. Again, it's when you're emptied out enough to trust in the process, but the delusional process, let's just talk about that. Cause there's so many different layers. Mm. There are, <laughs> there's a lot of egos out there that believe in the best case scenario. They're not, they're not, especially in the self-development personal development space. There's a lot of ego going on. <laughs> what? No. What are you talking about? No, not me. I've experienced it firsthand. <laughs> and the thing is, it comes down to awareness mm. and trusting in the journey as it unfolds every single step. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. 
Sorry, there's like a question that I really wanted to ask. So I'm gonna process. <laughs> it's like, oh, but not delusional. You're optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm delusional. <laughs> yeah, it's well, no, it's yeah, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. I want to there's two tangents that are coming to me. One is around trust and one is around gratitude. And I think I'm gonna pick on the gratitude one. So how I don't know. Like I want to ask how important is gratitude to manifesting Um, just because in my life, like that's kind of when you talked about, again, point two, how to feel, um, it's been like the easiest way to access kind of feeling that way of the way that I want to feel in the future. Like you call it future pacing, which I love that, that terminology. Uh Thank you for that. Um, Future pacing. It's like, all right, what does it feel to be, you know, when my wife and I got this home, um, it was like, you know, we literally sat out the front and it's like, oh my God, it feels really good. Like I'm really Mm -hmm. grateful that we get to live here. And she's like, yeah, I'm really glad that this opportunity has presented itself. By the way, like there was like all these other people, you know, house it wasn't just us but we were already feeling grateful for living in this home touch wood Mm. um and it was like and it happened like it just so happened that we got it now was it always meant to be i don't know people will ask Mm -hmm. a million questions go ahead Mm -hmm. you know that's that's your stuff to do no worries um but the the gratitude piece makes it so easy to future pace um Mm -hmm. with that optimism with that optimism that you referred to mm-hmm. and it feels genuinely wholesome. Um, mm-hmm. It feels less delusional. Um, there is a lot of faith baked into it though. There's a lot mm-hmm. of faith. Um, how important is gratitude in your work? It's extremely important as long as it comes from an authentic space. Hmm. Because I have seen people that I do a gratitude practice every single day, no matter how I'm feeling. (laughs) It's like, really? Are you going to take a look at those emotions or are you going to push that beach ball under the water? (laughs) So it's not just a list, yeah? This is like, yeah, this is not just a list. Conversation, yes, please. It's an embodiment of joy. Mm. (laughs) And that is, I mean, a child does that so naturally, Mm. so simply and effortlessly. Mm-hmm. And it's about, it, it's an experience. It's a, it's a verb. It's a doing word <laughs> that means it requires maintenance. And it's just like a muscle and just like intuition. The more you work out that muscle, the more it will work for you. So seek more joy in every area of your life. I would much prefer somebody turns on their music and dances around their kitchen like a crazy person mm-hmm. <laughs> and with so much fun and joy in their heart for five minutes than I would them laboring over some gratitude list of I'm grateful that, uh, you know, I've got new socks or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that, it's inconsequential. That's not sending the message to the universe. What mm-hmm. is sending that message is the fun, is the playfulness. Mm. And I think as human beings and in society, we need to bring more playfulness into every area of our life and not take ourselves so darn seriously. And that's something that I love about my work. And if you've listened <laughs> to my podcast, you know, I don't edit it. Because <laughs> sometimes, in the, I, and that's a different story for another day in terms of getting over my levels of perfectionism, mm. but it's been really good for me to do that because... I can bring joy to those moments where my kids might come in or interrupt something or I find humor in the just unexpected things that happen in life, you know, like the little happy accidents. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's really where the essence of living resides when we can truly embody and embrace joy. Mm -hmm. So make it a practice, make Mm -hmm. it something that happens on a daily basis because that will amplify and accelerate the manifestations. All right, sister. I want to go there. So in terms of <laughs> happiness, you mentioned that and mm-hmm. I like the the joy and cult. Like mm-hmm. I think people from having co- okay, so I can't speak for everybody that's listening into this podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, but I can speak for the people that I've coached. Um, and oftentimes I find this it's like an expectation that there is meant to be triggers out there that make me feel happy inside. There's meant to be triggers out here that make me feel happy inside. But what you just shared, which I just (laughs) want to shine a spotlight on for a second, um, is it's 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 a choice first of all, right? Like like the kids walk in and there's a choice. There's a choice. Just and I know I know you can't see it, but there is a choice, guys. Mm -hmm. And in there, you've chosen it. But then also the cultivation 
of that mindset to choose humor. Can you tell us a little bit about that for you? Oh, absolutely. It came from being aware of the choice to choose misery. <laughs> like yeah. everything has like the, the equal balance in life. Mm-hmm. And especially in my first marriage, I made my first husband responsible for my happiness. And a lot of the tense energy came from my shoulds. You should make me happy. Um, you made me feel this way. You did this. You know, it's very accusational and blame ridden. So when you do um, blame other people for how you're feeling, it ultimately hands your power over. You're giving your magic away. Mm. And so when you take that power back, I'm actually writing a book about this right now. So it's on top of my mind. <laughs> tell us about um, it. <laughs> I can't tell any details just yet. I'm Damn very it. excited to release this into the world. Uh, it is so important to choose joy and it is a choice point every single moment is a choice point how you react and where you funnel your energy and taking ownership for your emotions how you respond however that doesn't mean if you're feeling bad or down or funky that you don't just allow that emotion the space to be because that has power if you process it deal with it give it some self-compassion it'll go away on its own but the more you can focus on joy the better and the more you will notice that life shows up with more opportunities, more new people in your life, more amazing experiences because you've got an open heart rather than a closed heart. We need to remember this in society that, especially on social media where, oh my gosh, it's been very interesting in America. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. It's, it is, no, I won't, I won't go into it too much. But Yeah, we could do a whole podcast on what it's like being a Aussie in America. <laughs> but that's, yeah. Yeah, that's not this one. Where that's are my wheat picks? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like there's this whole group of people that are all light and light love until you disagree with me. Mm-hmm. And then that is, again, handing your power over to somebody else to say, you make me feel. I love watching reality TV shows. (laughs) Absolutely love it because I play a little game in there. Things like the Real Housewives franchise. I don't watch it that much, like occasionally. I'm not going to go over the top. Or The Bachelor, which is, you know, those kind of shows. But what I do is I play a counting game where I hear them say these words, you made me feel. (laughs) And it's it's like playing a bingo when people are like, oh, they said it. They said it again because yeah. I do that to remind me of my work in the world to remind people of the power they have that with their emotions to manifest their reality. Mm. As soon as you front load a sentence with you made me feel, you've just completely disengaged from your own power. Mm. So plug it back in, take it back yeah. and take ownership. Self-responsibility is one of the most magical tools for your spiritual toolbox. You can't, mm. I can't rave about it enough yeah i love it (laughs) i love it and even just you know the word responsible like it sounds like uh, responsibility but really like response able like it really just means are you able to respond like and what response do you choose again impregnated with the, the choice right in there um at its core and then that's what i'm hearing from you as well is like being responsible it's like choose you have the choice no one can make you feel a certain way i love that thank you so much for for sharing that like i love you i love your little bingo game and how it's uh, affirming you with your path of your work that's that's really strong i love that there's a question that i had when i was getting you on today and this is another one of those um those those uh, icky ones but we were talking about um balance before uh, mm-hmm. just in the response to that and is regret a driving force or a hindering force? It's a neutral force mm. because it's it's done. <laughs> there's, there's nothing to it. And but towards manifestation, you- like in, in 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 like towards your manifestation, like because I imagine there would be some people tuning in. Sorry to interrupt you, by the yeah, way. No, There's just clarifying. Some people tuning in would feel like. Um, you know, some people are driven by regrets of the past and they're trying to call things in so they don't ever have to feel like that again. So yes. is are you leveraged out in that space potentially? And it's like, oh, I probably may not be like, is that is that dangerous? So is it is it is it a driving force or is it like are you le- like is it a hindrance? So that's kind of what I'm articulating. Oh, is it driving such a hindrance? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I think or I've seen, actually I've witnessed probably firsthand and in my own life, that if you are trying to manifest something from the space of not wanting to repeat history, 
guess what's going to happen? <laughs> it's going to happen again. It's the reason why people end up in relationships that were just like their past relationships because they haven't, again, taken that self-responsibility. Mm. And then if you can truly get to that space where you bless the lesson and you're like, wow, that was a really good one. Could have been way worse. I always go back to my could have mm. been way worse <laughs> mm. because it could be if you're still able to breathe and you still have consciousness, then thing it's a good day totally (laughs) yeah so you can't manifest from regret but you can hinder that manifestation with the energy that you bring forward with that awareness Mm. thank you so much for sharing that so switching up some gears let's move to step number one then clarity and vision so Mm -hmm. some people and i've had moments like this in my life um calling things in like it's really hard to visualize things Do you, mm. like you, you've I'm surely like with the work you've done, you've had clients where it's like, I just, I can't see it. Like, I just, I just, am mm-hmm. I broken? Hello. <laughs> I can't yeah. see Sarah. Help me. Can mm-hmm. you those of those that are tuning in with that? Hmm. The point and this is a really great point because people manifest in different ways. People hmm. in general have more, they have leanings towards either being more uh, audio based or visual based or kin- uh, kinesthetic feeling based. Mm-hmm. And so it's really about identifying the mode that you like to assimilate information. And then that will be the best avenue for you to take when it comes to doing the more practical side of intention setting and manifesting. So somebody that is that loves studying and loves writing things down is going to be great writing down an intention list, whereas somebody more visual would be more suited to a vision board and then audio uh, visualizations, that kind of thing, to immerse themselves. But if they can't see it in their mind's eye, it becomes mm. a little challenging. But I do believe that everybody has that faculty. I think, uh, what's the name? <laughs> Tip of the tongue phenomenon happening now. Uh, when somebody can't, visualize something internally is it aphasia i don't know there's a specific name for it okay so if i said to you amrit are you able to visualize a purple box wrapped in an orange bow can you see that yeah i think i can (laughs) you think you can or you know you can because you've seen a purple box with an orange bow in it before probably yeah yeah i can see (laughs) you can see it so if you can see that just by that simple test and you say that you can't see things and visualize them in your mind's eye. I want you to see that purple box with the orange ribbon around it. And then imagine on a daily basis, every day, just do that exercise, something that you want in there, whether it's a pile of cash or a book contract or, you know, like keys to a new car, just, um, just gradually put it in there because sometimes we have blocks, right? Where we inadvertently sabotage ourselves by claiming our limitations, Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see that a lot as a coach, actually. (laughs) Absolutely. And and one of the most powerful things that I have done to rise above that Mm. is to get so specific with my communication. Mm. So I have studied communication. You won't hear me say words like hate. You won't hear me use words like uh, universals. I rarely use universals, things like always, every, and never. Because once you do that, especially working with people, and my clients uh, in my various groups around the online space is that it places limitations when you use that kind of language. So you want to make sure that you're opening up as much as possible to all possibilities. Because as I said, that step three, getting comfortable with uncertainty and opening up to all possibilities really starts with how you label yourself. I'm not good at that. Mm. I can't do this. I'm not very good at visualizing things in my mind. But what if you were? (laughs) I mean, that's the sentence that needs to come up with that. But what if you were? What if you could get good at that? What would have to happen is one of the best pre-framing sentences that you can use. What would have to happen to get good at visualizing? And then you start asking yourself, well, what what would have to happen? And so you start creatively searching for the answers and then they manifest. Because remember, ideas and answers from the universe are manifestations. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Language is, uh, is just such a, I don't want to call it a rabbit hole, but such an amazing tool um, that I think we wield unconsciously. Um, and it's great that we're having this conversation because, yeah, it's a manifesting podcast and spelling. This was like 
a conversation that I had with my mother actually recently. And, we, and you know, we had a real drop in um, around language and the language she uses. And um, it was just like, you know, when you're saying these things, you're making them happen. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? I'm like, well, every time you say this, you know, like you're calling in more of that. She goes, well, I don't get it. And I'm like, well, you're saying more of it. So your reticular activation system is like literally on a biological level, like you're actually seeing mm-hmm. more of that perspective in the world. Mm-hmm. You say, you know, I wonder what if, like how would I make this more, like how do I make myself more visionary? You know, like mm-hmm. just asking that question, my like my mind starts looking for the answers for that, right? Mm-hmm. And so language, and this is the the poetic way that I've sort of found it from, you know, the spiritual community that I'm here in Melbourne, that spelling is literally a spell. It's the way they put mm-hmm. it. You know, you're like casting okay. a spell. Yeah. That's why it's called spelling, you know, it's mm-hmm. spelling. So every time you say something, it's it's spelled out and you're spelling, you're casting a spell with your words. Mm-hmm. When you hear that, it's like becomes really sinister and it's like, whoa, <laughs> I need to watch every single word that comes out of my mouth. But that's what you're saying. You're that's really amazing. conscious about what you say because that's what you're communicating outwards to the universe. Yeah, and it also helps with getting along with other people (laughs) (laughs) because so much gets lost in translation and especially in a relationship dynamic where you're building that bridge of communication. You want it to be open and honest and for your your beloved to trust your intentions. So it's really good Mm. to get very open with communication. One of my favorite books is by Florence Scovel Shin. It's called Your Word is Your Wand. And it was written, I believe in the 1930s, but that has some amazing gems in there that covers affirmations and things like that as well. I love that. Thank you so much for the recommendation. I'll add that to the show notes amongst links to your own books. Um, (laughs) So, one of the things that you talked about is also we're talking about communication relationships to others. I know that your work is predicated around connection to self, Mm -hmm. connection to others and connection to a higher power. I love it because connection is my highest value. My value is like connection, contribution, celebration. So the minute I heard that when I was like tuning into your work, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I like, I get the connection to the self in terms of having a vision for, and potentially mm-hmm. the connection to the higher power. And we've, we've danced around the conversation of, is it the universe manifesting or is it us manifesting? And potentially there's already that pre-programming of the, mm-hmm. maybe before we even came here, we knew this was the path we were going to be on. I sort of want to get into the middle of that sandwich. How much is the connection to others um, a part of our process of manifestation? Is it at all or is it in some way? Or hmm. It is because it's energetic feedback that we're creating a cycle with. So we're drawing people into our reality for a specific purpose. And it doesn't mean that we can manifest for them, by the way. That's another question I get asked a lot. Can I manifest something for somebody else? Mm. And I believe that we're all on our own energetic signature frequencies, but yet like attracts like. And I've seen this happen so many times with people that are also repelled from one another, <laughs> fascinating as well, where it's those disowned parts of ourselves that get fascinated by people that we can't stand. <laughs> it's mm. like, why am I feeling this way? <laughs> it's because a little bit of them is in me. Mm, and so you. Yeah. Um, my husband and I, for our wedding, our first dance was to Mirrors by Justin Timberlake. Do you know that song? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not really a big fan of it, but I thought that I loved the idea of mirrors as a yeah. song, and I, my husband won with that one. Um, but mirrors, everybody in our life is a mirror. Everything in the universe is a mirror. And I said I don't use universals lightly. I don't. But everything is a mirror. It's reflecting back to you what you're holding in your heart mm. or holding onto in your cells that doesn't serve you. And that's, that's a deeper conversation as well. <laughs> so your mm. wounds rise up based on some of the stuff that you need to let go of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that can be challenging for a lot of people that find themselves stuck, especially in relationships. Um, when I um, had my Goldcast video released that was viewed by over, I think it was 60 million people in the first year. That's more than the population of Sweden, Hong Kong, and Australia combined. It's insane. <laughs> Um, I read through the thousands upon thousands of comments. And the reason why it was so popular is because there are so many disowned parts 
of the emotional psyche that get handed over in relationships. Mm. And so there is this beautiful opportunity to connect with people at a deeper level, especially when they feel that emotional distress of not being able to connect with others on an authentic level. So yes, you do need to connect with other people to manifest, but it's not something to be dependent on, if that makes Mm. sense. So it's really Mm. stepping out of that codependent space into remembering that you are a sovereign being. Mm. It all comes back to that. The reason we're here on earth and the media, certain parts of the media and uh, society in general, there is an agenda right now to divide and conquer, to make us step aside from our intuitive faculties, to stop believing that we are a sovereign being, but that's not true and it won't happen. So <laughs> let's just cancel that one out. Um, but it, it's really important to use your intuition as a guiding light when it comes to people and who you allow into your space. Mm. Very important your process or your insights on how someone that is less aware of their intuition can access it? Great point. (laughs) Uh, To trust that they're born with it. I believe Mm. one of the most underestimated intuitive skills is listening. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it definitely is this is great i was trying to segue into listening i didn't believe we actually got this actually just worked shut up amrit it was so smooth and you ruined it (laughs) it's true it's so undervalued in society just the intuitive skill of listening we're all born with it to Mm. to hear in the way that we've been gifted the ability to hear and then it's about playing with the levels between that. Because you talk about the layers like, and the levels. This is really what I wanted to tune in on. Yeah, tell us about yeah. this. Uh, so uh, what, what are some of those quotes that are out there on the internet? Things like vibes don't lie. <laughs> you know, like that. And it's true, they don't. You can tell. Or if you're having an extremely adverse reaction, then it's about examining why that is making allowing you to feel that way not making you feel so there's a subtle distinction there Mm. between when something something doesn't make you feel the way you allow it to and like you mentioned before it's a choice Mm. (laughs) it's a choice to it's a choice to read the room it's a choice to know whether to pursue an opportunity or whether it feels right whether a relationship feels right tune in that's that's the answer wow sarah Thank you so much. I This has been like the fastest hour I have experienced in a long time. So I don't know if it's you in flow, if it's me in flow, I don't know what is going on, but this has been heaps of fun. Before I let you go, I want to ask you this quote, literally I heard this and it just, I, I'm pretty sure it made me fall in love with you. The The idea of joy is the currency of consciousness. I heard you say this and I was just like, so tell us more about um what you mean by that well it means that joy holds the most amount of worth and energetic influence that will guide a life that is filled with meaning and connection and creativity and beauty and all of the good stuff Mm. and it means that the more you can invest if I use currency, I better use the word invest. The more you can invest in that, you're investing in yourself and your future and the future of your children and the future of the planet and the future of all good things. So seek joy. I love that. Thank you so much. Because I recently went away to a retreat and I was doing some work on myself and um, I came out with this weird, like this, you know, you go do some work and you come back with a bit of a nugget. Mm-hmm. And the nugget I got back was, touch wood and hopefully it's okay to share this with everybody is um my like joy is your vitality and your vitality is your joy and i was like Mm -hmm. what like and i was like yeah the 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 little drop-in was you the whole reason you have vitality is to express joy to its fullest amount and if you're ever struggling with your vitality you've compromised joy along the way somewhere like bring back and it's like like you said that that essence of playfulness which is slowly eroded in society not prioritized mm-hmm. it's like this was like a real mm-hmm. prioritization reprioritization for me for joy like <laughs> just just joy like <laughs> stop you know stop trying to hide behind it it's just like joy just go for it you know and it was, yeah. it was really powerful 
Yeah. Good. I love Thanks that. So I love much. that. We need to laugh more. We need to laugh more. Come on. We need to laugh more. <laughs> there's, been a, there's been a few laughs in this podcast, but I really appreciate you stepping us through um, all the little nitty bits of like getting clarity and having a vision, step one. Step two, making sure it's really important to feel and how you feel and how you want to feel critically. Mm-hmm. And then also there's a really hard bit of letting go. And we did a bit backwards, like we went from three, two, and then one, mm-hmm. but I'm hoping that inspires, like we kind of left it with a bit more of an inspirational tone at the end there for everybody to, to get clear on your vision. And you can call in, you know, what you want. Um, for those, Sarah, that want to tune into more of your work, what's the best place to, to, to sort of meet Sarah Proud online? I have a website. It's sarahprout.com. That's pretty easy. And I spend a lot of time on Instagram and I'm also spending some more time on Clubhouse. Ah, it's happening. The revolution (laughs) is being televised on Clubhouse, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Sarah, hey, I want to thank you so much for your time, your energy, your presence being here with us today. It's an absolute pleasure on behalf of myself and the Inspired Evolution community. We also know that it's not just today that informs today's conversation. We know it's a lifetime's work. And as you shared so um, vulnerably and so gracefully, um, so much of your own trials and tribulations that informed the the conversation that we got to have today to help others inspire to evolve. Just really want to thank you for, for being here. Thank you so much, Amrit. It was really fun. I hope we get to meet in person one day. I can't great. wait. It's, it's bound to happen. You're an Aussie, right? Yeah. If only these uh, the COVID restrictions eventually will fall down and then, and then we'll go to where we need to be. But um Wishing you all the best on behalf of me and the Inspired Evolution community, Sister Matt. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening in to another amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. If you're loving these episodes, make your way across to YouTube, click subscribe. Fresh episodes are launched every Monday with highlights being released throughout the week. Thank you so much. And hey, guys, just so you know, a lot of love, heart, soul, and work goes into these episodes. So if you could, please leave us a five-star review and comment on iTunes. I love reading your positive feedback. It fans the flames of the passion to continue to create and help you live the life that you love. Thank you so much for your wonderful feedback. I can't wait to see you again in the next episode. Big love from Amrit. And remember to stay inspired to evolve. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.